The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. To steal a phrase from the great Craig Bowlerjack, buckle up. We've got seven new movies opening this week at Megaplex Theaters to talk about. And we have in-studio guests. We were able to catch up with some local movie stars and makers mm-hmm. here on the Movie Zone this week. Welcome in. I'm Austin Horton. He's Adrian Lizer. Hi, everybody. Sup? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm What's fine. new? Nothing's new. Uh, we did have fun with this interview we'll share later. Yes, we did. It's always fun to have uh, folks in to talk about their movies. The uh, star... Jason Wade and the writer and director Gordon Batty of Out of Liberty, which we'll talk about in the movie's own phone. They will join us in segment two today. Had a, f- a few fun minutes with them in studio as the, that movie's premiering. And a lot of our audience, I think, will recognize Jason from 17 Miracles. Uh, Gordon, uh, Gordon, Garrett wrote and directed Saratov Approach. Uh, and uh, Jason was also in the Cokeville Miracle, and uh, he's becoming a local legend, but he's also just, he's he's worked in a lot of different things, so check him out, imdb.com, Jason Wade, Jason with an E. Yeah, we got to watch this movie that we'll be talking to them about, and um, it will certainly uh, be something that many of our listeners will want to check out. It's a great story, and uh, yes, it is, it does deal with Mormon history, but the story is actually about the other side of that tale that isn't so much about the Mormon part. It's about yeah. the United States part yeah. that they played in that. So we'll get to that, uh, of course. But seven movies this week. Before we do that, box office report. Who made some money last week? It made some money. It? Chapter two. What did? $91 million in the bank. 91? King. Good for them. And uh, yeah. That's How many of those 91s were yours? Uh, 90 of it. <laughs> How many times did you go to this? I've seen it once. It was good, though. Was it? I mean, it was a good good second part to what they're doing. Was so. it weird? Was it weird? I was watching uh, a spoilers, because I've told you I'm not going to see this movie. Yeah. So I was watching, but I feel a responsibility to know what I'm talking about when it comes to yeah. movies still. So on these movies I don't go see, I'll look up the spoiler review to see what happened and, mm-hmm. and some thoughts on that. And... I don't know if we can because it's a spoiler. Yeah, it's pretty new. We'll, we can get into it another time. I'll, ju- I'll just cloak it. There's there's callbacks to things they did in the first go around and how they try and solve their problems that I just found a little, a bit of a stretch in how they connected them. I didn't really find it too much of a stretch, but I can see... Yeah, maybe. Look what I'm saying is a stretch. This movie's about... It's about a clown who floats yes. around with <laughs> balloons. So. But this part's a bit of a stretch, really. <laughs> so That's a bit ridiculous on my part, but still. Maybe you should see it and then make nah, your own... You know? No, won't oh, be okay. doing that. I'm a, I'm a scaredy cat, to use a term that's yes. still okay. Uh, Adrian, $91 million for It. What do you think will be the next movie to make $90 million this year? In opening? In, on their opening weekend. Uh, Star Wars, maybe. <laughs> we gotta wait till Christmas. Oh, uh, no! Come on, there's one coming out in a couple of weeks. Ad Astra, I think, will probably oh, think have so? a chance. Maybe. Rambo might have a chance for next week, just because people might go as like a like a nostalgic. Nostalgic, trip? yeah. I was thinking Joker. Joker might, yeah. In fact, if Joker doesn't, I'll be shocked. I think that I think early 
this is the thing about Joker is it's going to either it'll do a lot of money early because people will want to go see what it's about, and then it depends from there. Like, will word spread or will it, everyone just decide it sucks? No, I think it'll be a, a first weekend movie, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm really excited to see it. We've got a lot of good movies coming down uh, in the fall. You know, Gemini Man. Uh, like I mentioned, Ad Astra, Joker. You've got um, Jojo and the Rabbit, which I'm or Jojo Rabbit. We got Zombieland. So Jojo Rabbit looks incredible. interesting, and I mean, it's, I think the, it's, it's the guy who did Thor Ragnarok, um, Taika Waititi, who's a fantastic director. Um, it it's about a guy who's a, who a kid whose imaginary friend is Hitler. So if you just say that out loud, you don't think that's something you want to see. But it's getting a lot of pub. So I don't. Know, there's I a can't lot. wait to see. I know, right? Yeah. Like I, I was like, ooh, do I want to? And then you watch the trailer. So there's a lot coming down the pipe. But of course, movies this weekend to talk about as well. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Let's dial out to the movie zone phone hotline. Not one. Not two. Not three. Not four. Not five. Not six. But seven. Movies opening this week at Megaplex Theaters. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone Phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Angel Has Fallen, please press 1. For Blinded by the Light, please press 2. For Hustlers, please press 3. You've selected Hustlers. Starring Jennifer Lopez, Cardi B, Lily Reinhardt, Constance Wu, and Lizzo. For plot description, please say, tell me more. Tell me more. Inspired by a New York Magazine article by Jessica Pressler that went viral, former strip club employees band together to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. Hustlers is rated R and earned a 90% fresh score from Rotten Tomatoes, but just a 4.7 out of 10 stars rating from imdb.com. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. So should we talk about the next couple of months of movies, Austin? Oh, this doesn't look like the worst thing ever, except it kind of might be. Hustlers. Hustlers. J-Lo. Give me a movie that J-Lo did that was a really good movie, and it wasn't just because it was J-Lo that people liked it. Uh, I liked it. Was it Enough? I liked Enough. Never even heard of it. Is that the movie? Enough. Um, I liked um, The Wedding Planner. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you did not. That's a terrible movie. Well, yeah, but it doesn't mean I didn't like it. How many poll questions we've done where we say, give us a movie (laughs) that's horrible that you really enjoy. But I I think people like her movies because they like her. Sure. Not that they're great movies or even that there's good acting in these movies. She's a fine actress. Okay. I wouldn't give her the Oscar on anything, but. Certainly because of Made in Manhattan, or uh, uh, The Wedding Planner. Right. Mix those up there. But this one, this is not one to take mom or your grandma with with you to the movies. This is, as it said, about strippers getting revenge. It's rated R. If If you go to this and you're just shocked and dismayed at what you're seeing on the screen, then you are uh, literally walking around with your eyes and ears closed. This is a go for the right audience. Yeah. Do not, whatever you do, go for the wrong audience. Yeah, and I mean, Cardi B getting on the big screen. <laughs> Glad you said screen. I like Cardi B. The American story right there. I mean, she goes from being a um, dancer. Sure. To becoming a rap mogul. And she picked herself up by the bootstraps and she, she worked. She did a few things in between, too, that she's talked about. Right. That she's not been proud of. Right. But she worked hard because she wanted to be a musician and she 
became a musician. So I say good for her. And now she's in movies. And now she's in movies about and things come full circle they about sure dancers. Do. Life imitates art, life, and art imitates yes, life. Indeed. So, Hustlers. But, uh, probably not a go for me. Back to the beginning. Hustlers. Uh, yeah, I probably won't. Julia Stiles is back. She's in this? Yeah. Oh. All right. So. Six more movies opening this week at Megaplex Theaters. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone Phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press one. For Spider-Man. Far From Home, please press 1. For Aladdin, please press 2. For The Goldfinch, please press 3. You've selected The Goldfinch, starring Ansel Elgort, Finn Wolfhard, Sarah Paulson, Nicole Kidman, and Anya in Barnyard. For plot description, please say tell me more. Tell me more. Theodore Decker was 13 years old when his mother was killed in a bombing at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. The tragedy changes the course of his life, sending him on a stirring odyssey of grief and guilt, reinvention and redemption, and even love. Through it all, he holds on to one tangible piece of hope from that terrible day, a painting of a tiny bird chained to its perch. The Goldfinch is rated R and earned 6 out of 10 stars from imdb.com but just 26% fresh from Rotten Tomatoes. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. The Goldfinch uh, is interesting. And by the way, you're going to see a very similar... So just real real quick, real quick. You heard the Rotten Tomatoes audience score for Hustlers was really high, but the IMDb score was low. Mm -hmm. This is almost the exact opposite. The audiences hate this movie. The critics love it. Just going to say, not shocked that audiences loved Hustlers... (laughs) <laughs> and critics hated it. Yeah. Also, not shocked that critics love this and audience hate this because this looks pretty slow and boring and and methodical. But it's an incredible story still, mm. and a lot of people are familiar with this story. I am definitely giving this one a go, but a cautious go. I'll probably wait for a matinee Monday to see this. Yeah. One. Yeah. This is a certain audience film, like we talked about. There's some good um, people and good actors and actresses in this movie. This is a heavy movie. Yeah, it's heavy, though. Yeah. This isn't like... Yeah, I mean, you heard the description there. This isn't going to feel... To laugh the night away. This is... You got to be ready for what you're watching. But uh, I would give this maybe a on-demand, $5 Tuesday-ish kind of realm. The novel won the Pulitzer. Yeah. Uh, back in 1414. Uh, 0414. 2014. Yes. There, we got there. Uh, so the novel is well known and well read. Now it's in movie form. Often people don't like the book if they like the, or don't like the movie if they read the book. We'll see how this one plays out. But I'd give this a cautious matinee Monday. Again, rated R. All right, back out to the movie zone phone. How many are we down to? Five? Five, Five more to talk about. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone Phone. For the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Don't Let Go, please press 1. For Dora, The Explorer, please press 2. For Britney Runs a Marathon, please press 3. You've selected Britney Runs a Marathon, starring Jillian Bell, Michaela Watts, and Lil Rel Howery. For plot description, please say Tell Me More. Tell Me More. A hard-partying woman receives a startling wake-up call when a visit to the doctor reveals how unhealthy she is. Motivated to lose weight, she soon takes up running to help her prepare for her ultimate goal of competing in the New York City Marathon. 
Brittany Runs a Marathon is rated R and earned a 90% fresh rating from Rotten Tomatoes and 6.6 out of 10 stars from imdb.com. For tickets at showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. Are you a fan of Jillian Bell from uh, Workaholics? This is like her first movie or show where she's the main focus. Yeah, I listened to an uh, interview with her talking about this movie. And um, a lot of, she had to go through a lot of weight loss and weight manipulation that actresses and actors go through for certain roles. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, but she's funny. I find her funny. All, a lot of times, you're right, though. Side roles and things. This is her first chance as kind of a main character. She always makes me laugh. Yeah. And this movie's a comedy with some uh, heartfelt emotions attached to it as well. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, I'm, I'm learning about this movie, a lot of people are going to go through a roller coaster yeah. of their in of emotions with themselves as they yeah. watch this movie. This is not going to win any Oscars. This is not going to be my favorite movie of all time. But I think this is going to be a movie that's well worth seeing. Yeah, I I'm, I'm this is a go for me. I don't this is a original idea we talk about all the time that we're looking for something new. People find it funny and inspiring and uh like you say the emotional roller coaster a little bit a, a character that a lot of people are going to see themselves in. And she talked about, you know, people like the the first thing, the hardest thing to do when you're learning to run and things like, or getting back into that is running for the first time, <laughs> right? To you're convince right. yourself to get out there. That Why first, would you do this? That first run. Yeah. Right? It's so hard. So I think they go into a lot of that into this movie. So Brittany runs a marathon. Uh, it's R. It's a yes. comedy, but it's also, I think, well worth the right audience's time. All right. Adrian, this next one isn't available on the movie's own phone hotline, but I still wanted to talk about it. It's called Blink of an Eye. It's about Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Michael Waltrip. Um, you're into NASCAR, aren't you? That's a NASCAR. You... <laughs> he did what in his cup? All right. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. Not really into left turns. Me neither. Not really into left turns, but you know, a lot of people love racing. Much like many people don't like other sports that I can't understand. I've never really been into NASCAR, but it is obviously a large following. I won't, I don't, uh, I don't think any less of anyone who enjoys the sport. So Me either, but this story is certainly uh, yes. of Dale Earnhardt and Michael Waltrip. And yes. this is a documentary about the the friendship and competitor uh, kinship between Michael Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt Sr., who unfortunately, as we all know, passed yeah. away in a minor yeah. car accident in one of these races. Now, minor compared to what you usually see in these races when they crash. This is clearly above a highway fender bender. Right. But it's minor compared to typical NASCAR crashes yeah. and unfortunately passed away. This is a story I think a lot of sports fans should see, even if they're not a NASCAR fan. Yes. And if you're not a sports fan, I think you'd still like this. It's got 7.5 out of 10 IMDb. Yeah. It's a good movie. Go see it. All right. Back out to the movie's own phone. Three more opening this week. Hello, and welcome to Movie's Own Phone. For the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters, for popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Hobbs and Shaw, please press 1. For Good Boys, please press 2. For Freaks, please press 3. You've selected Freaks, starring M.L. Hirsch, Bruce Stern, and Lexi Kolker. For plot description, please say, tell me more. Tell me more. Kept locked inside of the house by her father. Seven-year-old Chloe lives in fear and fascination of the outside world. It's a place where abnormals are a constant threat, or so she believes. 
But when a mysterious stranger offers her a glimpse of what's really happening, Chloe soon learns that the truth isn't so simple. But the danger is very real. Freaks is rated R and earned a 92% fresh rating from Rotten Tomatoes and 6.6 .6 out of 10 stars from imdb.com. For tickets at showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. No. <laughs> really? Because I would have thought for sure you'd want to see this one. This uh, this is up your alley. Kind of a suspenseful, yeah, dark, suspenseful horror. sci-fi horror. But is it really sci-fi or is, is it, it lying to her? I don't know. So it's a no? I'll give it a $5 Tuesday. That's exactly what I thought you should go with. That. Yeah. The audiences love this movie. Love it. I think you'll like it. I really do. The critics are so-so on it. Uh, I won't be seeing it. It looks like uh, I'd rather do anything else uh -huh. to make me feel happy than rather go see this movie. But I think you, Adrian Lizer, $5 Tuesday is the right choice. Yeah, I'm going to throw a five, a 5 on it. I'm going to put 5 on it. All right. Two more opening this week. Whoa, I'm out of breath. Theaters. many times over Kira Knightley. <coughs> you think she's good. I think she's garbage. Uh, and by that, I mean her acting skills, not the person. Uh, not, that's not what you said to start that's there. That's not what I'm talking about. But here she is back again. And I'll be honest with you, Adrian. Elizabeth I, Turner. No, not her. She's just the lady that played her. You be in one. You best be believing in ghost stories. Ghost stories. Missy. You're in one. You're in one. Because you're in one. Uh, I want to see this movie. Okay. For the controversy, for the real-life portrayal, for the moment in history that was not so long ago, I want to see this movie. It's obviously slanted. It's obviously telling it from one angle. Sure. It's obviously uh, got an agenda, but I don't care. It's the first movie made on this subject. I want to see it. I think it's important to see these type of movies, so I'm going to give this one a go. And anybody, and any movie that has Rafe, don't call me Ralph Fiennes in it, I'm going. Who hasn't? What's his brother's name? Joseph? That's a little easier. Yeah, yeah. It's spelled It's spelled Joseph. Yes. Well, this is spelled this, Ralph, but... But it's Rafe. It's Rafe, yes. How about you not spell it Ralph, then? That's not his fault. If you don't want your name mispronounced, spell it correctly. It's also got Risa Fons in it, Matt Smith. It's got some good actors and actresses, so... Like, if, if my name was spelled A-U-S-T-W-I-N, how would you say that? Austin. 
No, you'd say Ostwin. No, I would know I'm in Utah and people throw random letters <laughs> into that. U- Ray Fiennes is from the furthest spot from Utah on this planet. England? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. I thought he was Irish, but either way. That's not that far, considering. <laughs> but uh, Halfway around the earth. Um, You're just far enough before you start coming back. No. That's yes. not true. From Utah? You have to go across all of North America, across the whole Atlantic Ocean, (laughs) then you're there. Next week, we will have a cartographer on the show. No, we're just going to Google how far is it from... No, we don't have time to do that. No, we don't. Uh, All right. So, I'll give it a go. Are you interested? Yeah, it looks good. Final movie. Big fan of Kira. I'm not, but I want to see this movie. Yeah, in your words, she as a person is garbage. No, that's not. But now we have you saying that, (laughs) so... All right. Uh, One more movie to preview this week. one for last because as mentioned jason wade star of the movie he plays sam tillery and garrett batty director writer <coughs> producer whatever he did it all mm-hmm. he's also we caught up with them to talk about this movie in a, in a moment you'll hear from that in segment number two this movie i'll be honest i enjoyed it it was really well a really well made film it was mm-hmm. it was top-notch cinematography good acting good writing uh, it's a story that a lot of the, our audience listening is familiar with, but it's told from the angle of the jailer, and that's a story that literally no one has ever heard before until now that this movie has been made. And so anytime we see a, a person brought up from history who deserves a little more attention than they ever got, I'm on board with it. And I think a lot of people will enjoy this movie. Yeah, it's a, a good Western too as well so it was it was fun to watch um i think it's definitely it is for a certain audience but as you put it i think anybody could watch and get something out of it because it's not just about one thing it's about actually a different person who was in a in the mormon with mormons but not of the faith so yeah right i thought it was a really interesting way they made the movie and i thought they did a good job and i'm excited to talk about the talk about it with the people. it's a jailbreak movie yeah that's exciting yeah people like that stuff so uh you'll hear our conversation coming up next with jason wade he plays sam tillery and garrett batty uh the the director and writer he did saratov approach as well if you've seen that movie and then uh, so we'll do that coming up in segment two and also still to come movie news and rumors including this one adrian life finds a way austin oh that's not where i was going oh well that's where i'm going what do astronauts diapers and natalie portman have not in common that's coming up in new movie news and rumors later in the show this is the movie zone
You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back segment two of the Movie Zone. Austin Horton, Adrian Lizer here with the soundtrack of the week. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ennio Morricone from Rome, Italy wrote this yes. theme. And you can't hear it and think of anything else. Well, maybe Hanson Scotty, but other than that. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. And why have we chosen this as Soundtrack of the Week, Adrian? Because we've got some special guests in studio. We had some special guests visit us in studio to talk about their Western, Mm -hmm. Out of Liberty, uh, and we wanted to share that with you now, that interview with Jason Wade and Gordon Batty from Out of Liberty. All right, joined now in studio uh, by the cast and crew and the the brilliant minds and brilliant talents of the movie Out of Liberty. We've got uh, Garrett Beatty and Jason Wade here in studio with us. Garrett, Jason, welcome. Good to have you guys. And correction is Garrett Batty. Batty. Yeah. I've heard worse. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're welcome. I call him. You know, know, (laughs) before we went on air, you called me a professional, and I had asked him walking up here, how do you say it? And then I just said it wrong anyway. So uh, I've been called worse. You've been called worse. I'm sure. So, uh, Garrett, you you produced this movie. You directed this movie. You wrote this movie. Yeah, this is your baby. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, it, it is a team effort, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the one to blame. <laughs> and Jason, you played uh, Jailer, yes, Sam Tillery. Sam Tillery. I was telling uh, Garrett as we walked up here, this is a story that a lot of people uh, around these parts, I think, are familiar with, but they're not familiar at all with Sam Tillery's story. Oh, and how can they be? There's not a lot of information on him. I was telling Garrett, I tried to Google oh, as yeah. much as I could. <laughs> not <laughs> was, much at all. But, um, no, but, and, and then we also, I'm part of most people where we get those jails all mixed up, and Portland, Liberty, Carthage. We have a lot of those, uh, a lot of that information just kind of blends together. Yeah. This was nice to be able to piece this one out and, and celebrate it in our way. Do you want to get a little background on how you got into the business and things that uh, you've been attached to, Jason? But Garrett, how did you, what what drove you to do this movie in particular, this story? Yeah, that's a great question. One I get asked uh, quite a bit. And I mean, the easiest answer is I've always wanted to do a Western. Yes. And, uh, you know, to be able to have horses and hats and guns, um, you know, out on a set all day and to work with Jason and Corbin, I, I would never pass that up. This is a Western. The fact that it's a church history event is secondary. And uh, and something like that with that type of conflict, a jailbreak thriller, that really excited me. Uh, you guys talked about how you no one knows much about this story. So what was the kind of the research that went into finding information that had to do with this? Well, there, I mean, there are little, there are accounts, you know, once we start uh, searching, uh, you know, church history documents and then uh, different, um, you know, journal accounts of the events. And then also there are court records. We know that at, the, at this time, Joseph was, you know, appealing every, every chance that he could to the courts. And so there are court records and transcripts and things that are available that aren't typically, you know, uh, listed in your, in your Sunday school, you know, manual. Yeah, the background and the the logistics and the legalities and things like that aren't told to us on Sunday. No, for there's sure. a three-hour, two-hour question block. question too. People are like, "How much is this is is true? Like, this can't all possibly be true." And I, the parts that you probably think aren't true, 
They are. Yeah, I mean, as Jason said, it's it's hard to believe some of these things are true. Stephen Dethlov is was a screenwriter on the first draft, and he is a, an amazing researcher and just has um, this vast knowledge of church history and and so yeah, the events that he came up with, we compress them from a five month period to a two hour film, and once you do that, you get some pretty exciting moments. Jason, uh, I'll ask you an unfair question. Where does this rank among the roles that you've played so far? I mean, that's like ranking your children. I understand, <laughs> but this was yeah. uh, this was a stretch this is a character no one really knew about in history absolutely and and I, I i don't i'm not reserved too much on this one this is by far in terms of character this is by far uh, my favorite experience because we stay with uh we stay with sam tillery at the beginning we watch him grow we watch him struggle uh we watch him uh take in all the information and uh we we as an audience kind of learn with him and then we we finish with him so for me as an actor absolutely uh one of the the best experiences i've had in, inside of a, a role i really got to sink my teeth into i remember coming in for a cast read through and garrett uh, looked at me and said what do you think about dyeing your hair black and I said, I have no problem with that. I, li- I love that idea. And he, he said the next words were so crucial. He said, I want your core audience to know when they see you that they're about to see something completely different. And that gave me all of the release, all the freedom, all the flexibility that I was looking for. And I, I, Garrett basically was saying, have fun with this. Just get lost in this role and, and let's see where we go. Interesting. Hey, yeah, and you absolutely did. And, uh, you know, as I worked with you on set and then have been cutting this movie for the last uh, you know 11 months staring at this just face. staring at uh, staring at your blue staring eyes. at that black hair <laughs> that black hair <laughs> and just thinking I cannot believe uh, Jason Wade did this for me and it's just what an incredible incredible role Jason I thought uh, when I was I thought you did such a nice job of um, the audience knew that the character was struggling with trying to do his job while at the same time trying to keep these the people safe while mm-hmm. trying to grapple with kind of what was going on on in the whole uh, the whole scenario so talk about getting into that a little bit more trying to portray to the audience this guy who was struggling on probably three or four fronts right right and and you don't want to do this i love that the script just lets it marinate uh, it takes its time we don't have one critical moment where oh you know i felt something and there was this connection and i've made this decision it's so easy now you watch him struggle like these men he started to trust them and so he gave them a little bit more leverage but then they did something that really hurt him and and put him in a precarious spot so he backs up and he he, he starts to not trust him again and, and I love it because there's these nuances that are placed in there in the script they were they were fascinating to me and so it gave me so much to work with and uh, and just again just to allow myself to breathe uh, some of these characters we get in there and it's just we're rushing with a story we gotta we gotta get to a point we gotta we gotta move with this right? we gotta you know cue the music here we go but this one it just takes its time and I think as an audience member remember you'll sit back and we all do this. We juggle so much in our life. We we juggle injustice. We juggle struggles. We juggle uh, multitasking. And I think that uh, that it will resonate. You'll sit there and you will. You'll follow along with Sam Tillery and you'll feel his pain. Being part of that aforementioned core audience of, of yours, Jason, I'm familiar mm-hmm. a little bit with uh, uh, how your career parallels a little bit of this marinating mm-hmm. that Sam Tillery and his 
this story goes through. Uh, I was reading recently, you lived in your car and you fought fires in the forest, <laughs> yeah. and then you became this movie actor. Back in the golden days. <laughs> now I'm married and everything's routine. Yeah, um, now it's all nothing exciting <laughs> anymore. I love you, baby. I love you, honey. I didn't mean that. Um, how, how are there parallels between your career and uh, the character you portrayed here? It's, it's fascinating to me. These characters keep finding me at the most critical time. Uh, it's If you go back, I scratch my head sometimes because uh, uh, Levi Savage, when I did 17 Miracles, I was two steps away from uh, just hanging up the old acting hat. I, I, had, I had sacrificed so much of my life for this craft, and I wasn't receiving what I had envisioned a, a decade, 12 years prior. And so I was just about ready to pull the trigger and just get a normal life and move on. And then 17 Miracles found its way to me, and uh, Levi Savage changed my life. Uh, just his struggles, his strength, his humility, everything just kind of locked me back into taking another look at this and saying, no, I've got a voice, and it, I, I feel like I need to be a part of certain projects. And then just every year, there'd be something that would just give me that breath of air and, and, and give me life. And, and Garrett's been on my list for... Oh, man, ever since Saratov approached, I mean, when that movie came out, I think we all had a shared experience. Like, okay, we're watching something brilliant, and this is in, this is taking these films in a direction that we all need to go. There was an honesty to it. There was a grit to it. Uh, he wasn't afraid of showing uh, the darkness in that situation, and he wasn't afraid to show the light. And I said, I, I have to work with that man. And he's been on my bucket list for, for years. And so when he called and asked me to come in and audition, I was, I was jumping at the chance. I, I came and read for a couple other roles. Um, I, I can't remember which ones. I know Donovan was one of them. Yeah, uh, we, had, we had to bait and switch you. We had to say, yeah. hey, come here. There's a good, <laughs> meaty role. And then we had to <laughs> then we gave you the jailer. I know. And then, and then I, I read for him these two roles. And then he, uh, he he comes up to me. He's like, hey, great job. Great job. Uh, is there any way I could get you to read for Sam Tillery, the jailer? Well, in my business, the jailer isn't much of a, of a role. And I was like, oh, well, it's Garrett. So I'll do whatever. I don't care what this role is. So I said yes to it. And, and, and uh, it was a couple of days later that he had to explain to me that that was uh, yeah. we're going through the perspective the movie's of about you <laughs> yeah, <you're carrying laughs> the movie. I was like oh great my head was spinning I, I all the cool chills it was fantastic so. I gave you an out too I said listen this is the lead of the movie if you want to change your mind you can hang up now that's right so true when you hear Jailer you think oh half asleep yeah, uh, we exactly. need the keys Bob and yep. he wakes up brings you the keys goes back to his TV dinner that's what you think the role is but this is the the, the focus of the movie now I'm glad Jason you mentioned Saratov because uh Garrett, that movie and this movie, they're, they're very different in their settings, but there's a lot of similarities in the message. And I was wondering if you would uh, agree or disagree, and if so, what they would be. Yeah, well, uh, they are. I mean, certainly uh, comparisons could be made, and you'd say, well, it's, uh, again, about guys in captivity that are trying to trying to escape and learning to rely on the Lord. Uh and I would I would limit that just to Saratov's uh, description. I think with Out of Liberty, we approached it from a completely different angle through that jailer, and um, we're saying, look, what if uh, Javert from Les Misérables had a change of conscience? And that's the approach we took with uh, with Tillery and with this whole story. Uh, I'm Javert, the greatest character in all of literature and musical. And I love Javert, and that's why I don't like Russell Crowe anymore. Didn't yeah. care for his portrayal. But uh, very, very similar, uh, very similar thoughts I had. Jason, I, I felt like this movie was about, as Adrian mentioned, you've got a duty to do, but you're also a human, yes. and you have these emotions, and we all we all grapple with. Well, this is what the quote unquote law of the situation requires 
matters. This is what my heart is telling me to do. Is that the overall message you hoped that people would take away from your performance? Yes, absolutely. That is, that is a strong theme that I think we, uh, it's not subtle. I think it's quite loud in this film. Uh, there's also an image at the end of the film that uh, Garrett put in there intentionally that uh, haunts me. Uh, we watch as Sam Tillery hangs up the keys and he walks out of that jail. And we are all in some way uh, in our own personal jails, in a personal prison, whether that be bias, bigotry, and hatred, whatever it is that we're holding ourselves back with. And I love that image of finally Sam realizing, hey, it wasn't just, just these men that were in this prison. I was in there with him. And he finally releases himself from that obligation and walks out those doors and we leave the door open and we leave the key on the wall. And I, I think that that's a wonderful conversation for audiences to have. What What is holding us back? What What, what is stalling us from being able to show more love for our, our fellow man and women? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's a brilliant, it's a, it's a beautiful message. Uh, Garrett, when uh, you set out to make this film, uh, did you start with a vision in mind and did you learn some things about the characters and the movie as you went through it and did it come out the same way kind of you envisioned it would when you went into the project? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a discovery process where we said, look, here are the events, and now how do we make this relatable, and, and why are we telling this to a current-day theatrical audience? And so, yeah, we have Joseph and Hiram and all of the things that are happening in the dungeon. we got the mob, and then we have this jailer. And we said, look, at this point where there's a kind of a, this divisiveness, and I think we have the uh, we're, we're losing our ability to disagree with each other in a civil manner, mm-hmm. and uh, that, okay... Well, that's the jailer's conflict right there. That's his. Yeah. He's our he's our main character, and that from that moment of discovery, then we said, okay, yeah, we can we can make this movie. Now I'm going to give you a chance uh, before we let you go. You've got other obligations. We got to get you off to. But uh, in high school, uh, when I thought I was going to be, become an actor, and that was what I was going to want to do, I either wanted to be Garth Brooks or Tom Hanks, one or the other. <laughs> and instead, I became I don't know who's a really bad radio host. I, I'm that person now. Uh, but uh, in, in drama class, we had to write down our uh, role models that we looked up to in acting. And I wrote Corbin Allred down oh, on my piece of paper. Good choice. I would, I would do that still today. <laughs> and uh, we went to a premiere that Corbin attended and I I don't get starstruck. I mean in this business we see NBA players NFL Mm -hmm. players all these stars of the but when I met Corbin I was like shaking (laughs) so nervous so go ahead and tell me uh, they said never meet your heroes he seemed to be what I've built him up to in that moment but is he really he played Porter Rockwell well because he's actually a gruff person right now Corbin (laughs) oh I've never met anyone that does not love Corbin and he has earned that right he is I think he's, he's created some massive roles out there and I think this uh, portrayal of Porter Rockwell goes up there with one of his, some of his best work. But he is still just a greater man in, in real life. He's far beyond any character he's ever played. So if you get a chance to meet him, you can get starstruck. But yeah. just get up there and give him a big hug, and he'll give it right back to you. He's amazing. <laughs> uh, bringing Porter Rockwell to a screen, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a task, Garrett and Jason. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a hard one to take on. The feature's coming soon, right, Garrett? Yeah, yeah we'd love to do a feature. Yeah, that's one of the biggest uh, responses we get is when do we get to see a, a Porter Rockwell movie starring Corbin? Yes. Great real life character, that yeah. Porter Rockwell. Yeah. Jason, nice to meet you. Well done. Beautiful movie uh, as all of it. your roles have been. And Garrett, well done again. Thank you. Beautiful so uh, job by you as well. That's Garrett Beatty. <laughs> Garrett Batty. <laughs> and Jason Wade of Out of Liberty. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to Appreciate have you. Pleasure. Thanks. 
That was a special treat meeting Jason and uh, Garrett and uh, had a fun time with them and appreciate them giving us some of their their precious time as they've been on the press junket all week. And uh, go see Out of Liberty. Take the family. Take uh, the kids. Enjoy a night out of the movies with a worthwhile uh, project that you'll also learn a bit about history that hasn't been told yet. I then I just came out of thinking those and they're just a couple of good dudes too. They're just good guys making good movies. Yeah. So. Thanks to Michelle Moore and Samantha of yes. Moore Publications uh, and uh, Relations. We appreciate them for setting that up for us. Coming up next, we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Movie Zone. And as promised, astronauts, diapers, Natalie Portman, and what they don't have in common. Also dinosaurs. It's all up next here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on the Movie Zone. He's Adrian. I'm Austin. We're wrapping things up here with some movie news and rumors. Adrian, I'll go ahead and uh, pay off my tease first real quick. Is that right? Pay it. Do you remember who, uh, oh, God, now I've just misplaced her name. This is ridiculous. Uh... The astronaut lady that drove across the the country when she got back from space to uh, 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 confront her lover who had taken another lover. You don't remember this? Is it Lisa Nowak? Lisa Novak. Do you not remember this story? I do remember, and she wore a diaper, right? Yes. She, Lisa so Nowak. Her, from after she returns from her first space trip yes. to her first mission in space, she drove 950 miles from Houston to Orlando without stopping because she wore government-issued diapers. She had pepper spray, a BB gun, latex gloves, a buck knife, and it was to uh, go speak with, she claims, her lover who she had had an affair with who had decided he didn't want to be around her anymore. This is now being made into a movie. Starring Natalie Portman as the astronaut. Interesting. But they are not including the diapers in the movie. They won't be part of the movie. And it's caused this big social media uproar that they aren't going to have that be part of the story. And quote from director Noah Hawley says, the diapers just didn't fit into the story. Well, that is the story. Yeah, That's what gonna, grabs me yeah, we're is gonna, the diapers. We're going to start filming her stopping up at rest stops along the way. <laughs> That's right. She starts just tapping her knee because she she's can't. she got to go real bad. The point of it is is that this woman was so angry about, I mean, love's keen sting that <laughs> she decided to drive 900 miles without stopping. Yeah. It, that part really shows you the snap in the disconnect of her mind yeah that's how she wasn't that's how clearly she wasn't thinking right she was thinking clearly enough yeah. to prepare to never have to stop right that's the premeditation that's what went into the whole ah, so it's a big part of the story they're not even gonna include it yeah so i was disappointed in yeah it. so there Interesting. you go that was the tease of the day austin i've got a couple of 90s throwbacks for you i can't wait first of it which do i want me to go both in a row yes sam neal of jurassic park fame is rumored to return in Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic World 3, sorry. What? Are you serious? That's the rumor. That's amazing. He refuses to speak on it. No yeses, no nos. Obviously true. I wonder if he's a fun guy to hang around. Uh, just judging... Judging based on Jurassic Park? Would he threaten to rip that kid's stomach open in the first scene with that velociraptor claw? Based on how stuffy he appears to be. Uh, he's good in the Peaky Blinders, so... 
check that out on Netflix. But yes, not a fun show. Peaky Blinders. No, no, no. Could uh, more Gangs of New York and less. Oh yeah, Peppa Pig. So (laughs) also Austin. Yes, Brendan Fraser. You've heard of him? Yeah, he's he made the the Mummy comeback trail. He made the Mummy movies. Yeah, he said he would be interested in making another Mummy movie, but. He said there had to be one key ingredient, and that is what you and I talked about, which was missing from the dumb Tom Cruise one, which is fun. Needs to be a little kitschy. Make it a dumb, kitschy mummy movie. Yes. Not an actual horror film about mummies. (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. Stupid. Stupid. The thing that made the first two mummies, the the Dragon Emperor one, I could leave that one, but the first two... That's what made them fun was Dwayne Johnson clearly <laughs> badly CGI'd to look like a half scorpion man. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just the little jokes and the, yeah. the jabs and it was like the, the way Indiana Jones was supposed right. to be. Yes. Yeah. Right. It would be cool to see another mummy movie made in that way with Emotep returning. Sure. He, he cometh in peace, as they say. With those two ninety stories, now I just need a can of Surge and the glowing hockey puck from Fox Sports Hockey Coverage and Pretty I'm back sure to my Surge childhood. has done some damage to my insides from Certainly. 15 years ago, but we were drinking, boy, I missed the stuff. We were drinking sugarized Drano. There's no... <laughs> it was the, the when Slimer. When my pee glowed in the dark, <laughs> I knew something was wrong. It was when the I didn't stuff need to turn the, the lights on. It was the stuff that turned those turtles into Teenage Ninja Turtles. It's like that three-eyed fish that crawls out of the lake in The Simpsons downstream from the <laughs> nuclear plant. Yeah. That's right. I've got ears growing on my chest. Thanks to Jason Wade and Garrett Batty of Out of Liberty. Go see their movie, Out of Liberty, at Megaplex Theaters now, and uh, check out that interview and this entire episode of The Movie Zone online at 1280thezone.com. Podcast us. Podcast You're on your us. your Spotify right now. Rate us, review us, search The Movie Zone. It'll come up. Hell, you know, if you give us a one star, at least you you, lit, you went to it. Don't give us a one star. We're better than one star. Come well, on. Yeah, we are, but... We're, we're better than five stars, but that's the most. You can't please everyone. I'm as trying. As we said Crawl sucked, somebody gave us a one star. Yeah, Cinema Blend. Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you that movie blew. <laughs> Adrian, good job. Thanks, Thanks for being you here. you too. He's Adrian Lazar, Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on The Movie Zone.